This episode brought to you by Audible's. Audibletrial.com slash horror version for 30 days free and a book to get you started for your book recommendation. Somebody. It's both of us. It's Nailed both it. of us. Are you going to say it? You, t- you say one word and I'll say the other okay. one. Oh, uh, this never works. The. Road. <laughs> it's our go-to cannibal movie recommendation book. It's and- a barrel of laughs, just like we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's real depressing, but it's really good. It has a happy ending. Uh, maybe. There's a beetle. So guys, go to audibletrial.com slash horror virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started and make that book The Road. <laughs> This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Okay, so this is our Patreon shout-outs. Fun fact about <laughs> Nick B this week. Yeah. <laughs> he has a German Shepherd who's a lot of trouble. But is oh, yeah? he English? Are you allowed to have German Shepherds in English? Well, you can now. Oh, Because okay. they won the war. <laughs> they stole all the dogs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, those dogs helped American scientists design the... the yeah, it's, it's Operation Pupperclip. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that joke is dynamite if you're a history nerd. If you're not, I apologize. That's hilarious. Thank you. So, hey, Nick B., what's your dog's name? Oh, yeah, what is your dog's name? Also, I would love to know. This episode also brought to you by... Yeah. Michael. Yeah. If you listened last episode, has a warehouse full of kids from the 80s in it. Oh, that's right. Making something. What? Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys thought I'd forget. I, mean, I did. I honestly <laughs> did think I'd forget. <laughs> they are... What are making they smartphones. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm. So, Michael, he's forcing these children to make smartphones. Yes. From the 80s. Right. They're still alive. Right. Michael <laughs> makes millions of dollars off these smartphones. Yeah, naturally. Yes. But then he feels a little guilty about the kids. Oh, that makes sense. About puts, stealing their childhoods? Well, I mean, he puts them all in his time machine ice cream truck. Okay. It's the perfect trap. <laughs> it is, because they come up wanting ice cream, but what they get is time travel. Yeah, the ice cream on the top of the truck spins I know really, what they look like. spins really fast. I know makes, how time travel ice cream works. Okay. Yeah. okay you well, don't have to explain it That's not my, a problem with Give me people story. picture it. Like, as it spins faster, lightning goes around it, and then it disappears. So he gets back to the 80s, and who's waiting for him? This episode brought to you by Matthew. Oh, Matthew! Yeah? To yeah. save the day? Yeah. Phew. Thank His you, umbrella thing, Paracel, can go through time. That makes sense. His umbrella also shoots lasers. What? And he lasered the back of the ice cream truck. Children from the 80s scatter. <laughs> they just all fall out. In a big yeah. I just want to say that the Matthew's getup is becoming more like the penguin every day. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah, good he's penguin. Yeah, he's the good wow, penguin. Wow, yeah. Wow, he's like happy wow. feet. So Michael's like, oh shit. He's got millions of dollars in the ice cream truck with him. There's always money in the ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's so he, <laughs> millions of dollars and millions of 80s children? Not no, the 80s. 80s children have escaped. Oh, okay. So now and, there's room for the millions of dollars. But he's scared of Matthew because, uh, naturally, fucking Ma- Matthew's shooting lasers. So he turns on the time truck. Right. Ice cream. It's what makes time travel possible. <laughs> yes, but he's in. <laughs> but as he's traveling through time, he gets hit. He, it's, he's about to go. He gets hit by a laser. And now we're into a rocky road. Oh, these shoehorned ice cream puns. Just insert some ice cream pun. <laughs> I do want to point out that Mikey has been eating rocky road this whole time. <laughs> no. I just don't want to keep this podcast vanilla. Oh, God. <laughs> Vanilla's the worst. So the ice cream truck disappears. <gasps> right before our eyes? Yes. But it's like, we don't know what happened to it. Michael may be dead or lost in time. He, but he's evil, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? So Matthew was like, well, whatever. <laughs> and so he, he goes back to the present. 
Uh-huh. Right. This episode also brought to you by Cody Roy. Yeah, Cody Roy. Yeah. So Cody Roy is a forensic accountant. As well? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's in the warehouse like following the money. You yeah, know what that's saying? what you gotta do, man. You gotta follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Roy's a time cop. <laughs> <laughs> he is? This whole time? Yeah. <gasps> he was undercover out. working for... Matthew, yeah. taking his shit as an underling, but when really he's from the future. It was an undercover ploy. Yes! Yeah, I get it. Because what it turns out is Michael is one of the worst time bandits ever. So, Matthew... <laughs> I wish I hadn't taken a drink. <laughs> Holy shit, I was Matthew not Matthew comes that. back, and he's like... Cody Roy's like... grab. He grabs him by the fucking collar, and he's yeah. like, Matthew... I'm a time cop. Oh, he's a time bandit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is he in the And movie? Michael is, he's going to do something really bad. We got to stop him in the future. I can't tell you much because the space time continuum. Because of a rule I just made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll find out next week what happens. <gasps> Check back next week to see what happens in this batshit insane story. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Who wants eye contact? Me. Jen. Always me. Jen, I just want to. I'm going to close my eyes, Mikey. Mikey, look at me. I love it. I love this. Uh, no, I'm looking at her. She's closing her eyes. It's what you're used to. All right, Jen and Rebecca. <laughs> Turn the light off. <laughs> Sorry. Close your eyes. I'm more attractive that way. Is that your pickup line? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. I'm hey. here. So what were your other two wishes? Oh, I might oh use God. that later <laughs> on a special a little someone. <laughs> and if you guys want to check out Rebecca's Etsy store, it's at Straight On Tell Disney on Etsy. Check it out, guys. She makes Disney ears for all your Disney fears. Oh, and then uh, if you got to cut them off, you got to use your Disney shears. Ooh. Oh, why would you cut Disney ears off? This episode also brought to you by my hey, man, Carl. Carl, who is a killer. Maybe. <laughs> he definitely teaches guitar to local youths. Uh, and he also uh. streams on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L. Mm. And I'm a little sad because I think we're going to stop seeing his pun dry erase boards. Well, from us here at Horror Virgin to you, Carl, we'd like mm. you to do Thanksgiving puns now. Stuff that bird with puns. Gross. Because it's like Thanksgiving right now because it's mid-November. Yeah. Is it mid-November right now? It is. Time cop. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Carl, for regaling us with great Halloween puns. Yes. And if you so choose, continue in November with Thanksgiving puns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, future Carl. This episode brought to you by a new player who a has entered the game. Player, yes. Oh, shit. I forgot if we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Red Mappin. Hey, Red Mappin. We'll call you Red. Let's just yeah. call him Red. He actually is in the Facebook group. He joined the Facebook group, oh, too. Yeah. So I do know what he looks like. Oh, yeah. And he found us from CinemaSense. Yeah. He's a new listener slash Patreon member slash Facebook group member. So what does Red want? Well, I've heard that Red has some interesting fears. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah uh, so I've been talking to Red. Uh, oh, have you? On the down low about his phobias. On the deal? Yeah. Dude. One of the things he told me he's scared of. Yeah. Is finding one sock in the dryer. <gasps> oh, yeah, because what happened? There's a story there that no one knows. And will ever know. I know, he it's terrifying. Time cap knows. Oh. <laughs> if he opens the dryer and just sees one sock, he'll pass out and fall really? down. The yeah. Like a fainting goat. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> you know what you should do? Tie your socks in a knot before you wash them. What? Yeah. But then that doesn't get clean. But would you rather have somewhat clean socks or faint every time you open the dryer? That's fair. Yeah. All choices. Right. These are the tough choices people with phobias have to make. He yeah, could just start wearing Crocs. Well, um, sorry about that sock phobia. Should we bring in the theme music, you motherfuckers? <laughs> I mean, I guess we have to. Wait, hold on. I think I see the theme music coming. It's hitchhiking. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Don't pull that, th- that theme music It's got over. its thumb out. 
Uh-oh. I'm so glad we we just ignore hitchhikers now. Yeah. Well, are we gonna ignore this one? Or are we gonna like pick up the theme music? We'll pick them up. Right. This this is gonna it's gonna work out for us. Sure. <laughs> Whatever bad happens with hitchhikers, yeah, it'll be fine. If I learn anything going to that fucking haunted house with you, it's that you are dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. I'm Jim. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, and you guys make me watch them. Yeah, Actually, this us. week, nope. the listeners made me watch this. Technically, the- you consent to all movies. That's true, yes. We do not force you to watch anything. Not a matter of consent, guys. I've signed up for this. I am here willingly. Send help. But this week we watched the 1974 literal classic, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Literary classic? It's literally a classic. Not a literary classic. Uh, Oh. Right. Yeah, so this is our listener request for the month of November. Uh, The theme was family horror. Which doesn't make any sense. They're a family. They have a nice family terrifying dinner. Oh, I guess they are a family at the end. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry. Okay. They're on like Thanksgiving dinner. I was thinking from like the point of view of the kids and the band. Oh, no. Well, I mean, there is a brother and a sister. Sure. Our Patreon family voted for this one for you to watch. Yeah. For our Thanksgiving listener request horror. And was this the first time that you guys had seen it? I had seen it a couple of years ago. I had been looking at the cover of this in Blockbuster like my whole life and was always terrified to watch it. It is terrifying. I think so too. Yeah. And I saw the remake first and then I saw this and it just, yeah. So I watched it. I finally was brave enough to watch it a couple of years ago and it totally disturbs me. Yeah. I watched it as like a kid. Is that why you're dead inside? I, I guess. <laughs> and it's been a long time so this might as well have been the first time. <laughs> Shit happened to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is like a new movie for me. Yeah. You always say that you've seen the movie, and then you're like, who's that guy? I have seen a who's shit ton of movies. <laughs> yeah. You can't remember everything. That's true. No, you cannot. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it before. I found it very, very disturbing. It yeah. wasn't as scary as I thought it would be, because, and we'll talk about this later, but mm-hmm. this has been the Are 10 about later? on our scary scale, right? We'll talk about it later. Because of the scary scale, I was very scared to see this, because you've always said it's the scariest movie ever, and I still think Hereditary is much more scary, but mm-hmm. it, this was very scary. All right, well, let's get in this fucking movie then. All right, so we start with the film you are about to see. Oh, yeah. It makes it seem like it's based on true events, although it doesn't say it's based on true events. It's loosely inspired by some true events, and I've got fun facts about it. But yes, it is presented as a documentary kind of style thing. I don't think documentary. I think it's more like a reenactment that you would see on a shitty documentary. (laughs) It's like the first horror movie that does that. (laughs) This is based on a true story. It's one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the I think part of the reason he did that that was kind of meant to be a commentary about how the government lies to you. There's a lot of like political things happening in the 70s layers to this movie that I don't know how many were intentional. Really? Yeah, but well, it, it was just part of the culture then, I imagine. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah, like the gas shortage. Like, exactly. Yeah. And like if they like if a movie came out today, we see it through the context of everything going on right. at this time period. It just feels different to us because none of us were alive when this movie came out. So right. like I didn't know there was a gas shortage or a gas crisis until reading about it. So right. let's get into this fucking movie. They're talking about the five youths. Which oh, we all yeah. find out because Todd likes to say the word youths a lot. I do like to say the word youths. Okay, so it's talking about how this is one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history. Did you guys recognize the voice? No. It's John Larroquette. Oh, Nightcore. no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Night Court. I, I did too. too. I mean, these were all like unknown people in film school at the time. So, yeah. I mean, I guess he was just friends with one of them. Early fun fact, apparently he was paid to do that with a joint. <laughs> All right. So John Larroquette start talking about some stuff and then we're hearing sounds on a black screen. And this was real creepy and unsettling. I don't love credits in any movie for the most part, <laughs> but I didn't hate this because mm. it was like 
pictures. Yeah. And then the recharging sound of the light back in the mm-hmm. 70s when the light had to meow. recharge before you could take it again. It sounds like a slowed down cat meow. meow. Yeah. It's the hitchhiker. Yeah. Because he, he's got that camera around his neck. It is, neck. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's taking photos of, like, dead bodies. Yeah, and we're hearing yeah. digging sounds. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he went to the graveyard and dug up the bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. you don't know that until after this. This is the beginning. But the credits do a great job, I think, of setting up how eerie and just utterly creepy this movie is. And then, mm-hmm. is it after the, it zooms out on the, not yeah. statue, but it's like a... a the corpse that's yeah. been posed. Well, yeah. it's a corpse holding a head. Uh-huh, and it's very posed. unsettling. Yeah, straddling a, a gravestone. Straddling or a gravestone being shoved up it yeah mm. which yeah. either one you know this it's is, equally terrifying it's a messed yeah. Up movie. yeah so there's a corpse that's the same kind of corpse we've just been seeing pictures of and the pictures were like real close up like we'd see teeth and fingers well and you learned yeah. later on that that guy's not a very good photographer yeah he's pretty True. bad at it. and yeah. each of those photos cost two dollars they do yeah yeah so <laughs> we're zooming out onto this corpse sitting on top of a headstone and did you guys catch this as they were zooming out you were hearing a news report talking about watergate yeah which is i think setting up kind of the government is lying to you thing i'm down with that i don't trust civilization after this is this is when we see like the red. Uh, it was very weird, and I didn't know what it was, but I think it was that barbecue where they were cooking the meat I think so in too. the gas station. Mm. Although I didn't think that until we see it later. Right, and this is a kind of movie where once you start talking about it, or if you watch it again, a lot of the pieces fit together more clearly. Oh, but yeah. as you're watching it, it's just really eerie and unsettling. Yeah, because like for, for example, Franklin's eating barbecue for the mm-hmm. first 20 minutes of this movie, but what he's eating is people. Exactly. But that is revealed later, it and is. you're like, oh shit, he uh-huh. was eating people? Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no wonder he spit it out. Well, so as we're hearing the news about Watergate, and we're also hearing the, about a bunch of grave robberies that have been happening, and we're yeah. hearing a report about this body that we're seeing over there. So this sets up the motive for these kids to go out to this Well, and that's cemetery. the next thing we see is them in right. the in the van going out to the graveyard. Also, I don't know if you caught that, the, but the sheriff gets on the report and he's like, this is definitely a crime that people from out of state came in and did this crime. So we see the dead armadillo in the road. Oh, yeah. for, for like a long time. 30 yeah. seconds. It shows the armadillo. Nailed it. Um, and then we see teens getting out of a van. Are they teens? Yeah, they're teenish. Yeah, I would say yeah. early 20s. College age, I think. But, I mean, either way, they're at the end of their life. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of them are. Four yeah, everyone but Sally, the original final girl, she right? She is. I don't want to say she's the first final girl, but she is the character that final Carol girl. Clover wrote her chapter in Men, Women, and Chainsaws about. That's why it's called Men, Women, and Chainsaws also. And that's why she's the first final girl on our final girl shirt. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so we're seeing them get out, but we don't see Sally yet. What we see is somebody laying ramps down for friends. Franklin to roll out of the van in his wheelchair. Franklin is yes. in a wheelchair, right? He is, yeah. yeah. So, like in the seventies, they, they did not have wheelchair vans. Yeah, I don't know if they had wheelchair accessible vans. No, this, I honestly don't know. Though. Or seatbelts or back seats. It's so unsafe. Yeah, because he's just wheeling around like a van that has no like way to lock him in. Yeah, waving to make a it... knife the whole time. Yes. <laughs> This whole Put the knife down, Franklin! I was so mad. I actually wrote that in my notes because you said it so many times. I said it so many times. Anyway, this, so they're this, letting Franklin out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. This whole scene makes me thankful that we've come so far as a culture oh, with yeah. like, accessibility. Absolutely. So, so like, they lay like wooden planks down so you can roll down the wheelchair. And then like the other guy just hands him a coffee can to go pee in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looks the other way? He rolls to the side of the road. No, he rolls into... Grass. Tall grass. Yeah. Guaranteeing that he's going to get ticks. 
and Lyme disease. Yeah. There's no way he's well, not getting Lyme that. disease is northeast, so I think in Texas you're pretty safe. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. But still, it wouldn't have had time to get into his system anyway because he gets killed in like seven hours. Yeah, but yeah. like those people who ate him. Oh. That's true. Yeah, they got to watch out, and we should be concerned for their safety. We should. <laughs> Well, I mean, they <laughs> whose side are you on, Mike? They're selling that meat to the public. Exactly, that, okay. the public right. didn't know. That's fair. It was- you know what? I stand corrected. I'd like to apologize. <laughs> That's mad Franklin disease. <laughs> <laughs> we are not comparing Franklin to a cow. Mikey yeah. is. Well, but so. there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to say about animal cruelty in this movie, too. Yeah, like, and they actually is... do talk about that, like yeah. how people used to kill cows mm-hmm. and how they do it now, the no country for old men technique. Yeah, a lot of people talk about this as a pro-vegetarian movie in a lot of ways because they're comparing yeah, I like, can sort of see the that. way these people would feel to the way animals oh. sort of feel. Anyways, so a big truck passes and blows the dude away oh, and man. then blows Franklin down the hill. Yeah. This is, this is, Jen is understating this. Yeah. So an 18-wheeler drives by mm-hmm. and the air pressure from the thing not only knocks down a grown man, mm-hmm. yeah. sends the wheelchair Mac and me style down the hill. Mac and me style. Yes, absolutely. And he, it's insane. And he rolls around with his can of pee and then... Ooh. I mean, Where what do, do you think happened the- to the can of pee, Jim? Yes. No, I'm still trying to figure out how the gust of wind went through the van and blowed the <laughs> yes, wheelchair down I, the hill. It doesn't make any sense. The van would have blocked it. Yeah. And I, listen, I've been on like the side of the interstate changing a tire or whatever and been hit by a gust of wind yeah. that an 18-wheeler caused. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. We it's not going it. to knock you me down. No. And then he's Although 20- maybe the wheelchair acted like a sail. <laughs> he falls and rolls, and then his wheelchair hits him. That's what- the ultimate insult. And this was the only time I was empathetic for The Frank. ultimate oh. insult. <laughs> True, but you don't really know Franklin at this point. No, he- that's what I'm saying. That as soon right. as he opens his mouth, I'm like, oh. The ultimate insult is when your wheelchair hits you, and then your can of pee falls on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious if it just rolled in and smacked him in the oh. face. Typical Mondays. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, Right. So, they, so they go down the hill and get Franklin. They do. Who has to be waist down, covered in his own filth, and they clean him up and get him back to the van, and then they show him just in the van, and he, this is where you see him the first time, I think, with the knife. Yeah. Where he's like cleaning his nails or whatever. Uh-huh. He says some weird stuff first, like, oh, this hate's killing me. Yeah. It, well, okay, it's Texas. It was hot. They didn't have AC. Everyone mm. in that van was super sweaty. Yep. I've said shit like that and, you know, unair-conditioned vehicles. But they're talking about Zodiac stuff, and Pam is reading everyone's horoscope, and apparently Saturn is in a bad influence. It's in retrograde Retrograde, yeah. yeah, yeah. There are a couple of things that she says later on that are kind of prophetic, but I don't think this is... Is it no, don't kill me, ah, please save me? <laughs> it is. That was his horoscope that Nailed day. It. Yeah, it's the Stegosaurus sign. That was Leatherface's horoscope. You will yeah. scream uncontrollably through the woods. It's <laughs> a very strange horoscope. I hope that doesn't happen. I'm very yeah. specific. Dress up in your finest tonight for family and friends celebration. <laughs> so now they're pulling over and talking to some people and they're at the cemetery that they were going to. Yes. Because the reason for them going is that they have family buried in this part of the state yeah. and they wanted to check and make sure the graves weren't desecrated. Yeah, Franklin and Sally who yes, are brother and brother sister. And, sister. Mm-hmm. and Franklin gets out, uh, no sorry, Franklin doesn't get out of the van but pretty much everyone else does mm-hmm. yeah, and some like- guy who is working Working at the cemetery, or maybe just knows his way around, mm-hmm. takes Sally to go check out the burial site. Right, and says it looks like nothing's been disturbed. Yeah. And there's a drunk guy laying on the ground too. Hey, what's he doing? He's, he's the harbinger. Talking to being drunk. Yeah, he is the harbinger. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, he's the one who's like talking about them hills or whatever. Uh-huh. He was real drunk and sort of hard to understand, which. Right. Probably by design. And he was sitting in a tire chair? I think so. Did you see what that was? I just saw him after he collapsed on the ground and the camera was underneath his face. Yeah. Which I actually kind of liked. A lot of 
the camera angles in this movie I really I like. did like the camera. They're very movie. strange, but I think they were. They but that's work. intentional. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. they work because it is unsettling in the uh-huh. whole movie, even at this point before anything bad is happening. Yeah, and I was expecting you guys to laugh all the way through this because I hadn't seen it in a while because I'd forgotten how much how unsettling the atmosphere of this movie is, but just all the way through yeah. it is. Yeah. So anyway, they discover that their ancestors that are buried are fine. They weren't touched, right? Right. And right. then they just leave, and I guess they're heading home. No, they're going to visit their grand. Parents' how old house? Yes, but okay. first they drive past the slaughterhouse. No, first yeah. they go. What's what that smell? smell? Ooh, that smell! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was Franklin. Yeah, at first I thought it was Franklin too. <laughs> oh my the god! The movie yeah. sets you up to think it's Franklin. Yes, and he probably did smell. Poor though. Franklin. Well, I mean, he did just pee all over himself when that truck blew him down the hill. He, it no, stands he, to reason that he would <laughs> smell. So. Somebody just stunk up the car, and then they realize that they're driving past a slaughterhouse. Yeah, I don't think it's somebody. I think it's an animal. Yeah, I don't think it's Franklin. Yeah. (laughs) Something stunk up the car. It might have been Franklin. Little column A, little column B. (laughs) Mikey looked at me like, really? You don't think it was Franklin? (laughs) If it were any of the four of them, don't you think they're going to blame it on Franklin? I would. It's not his physical paralysis that annoys me about Franklin. Let me be clear. It's his emotional paralysis. And his blatant disregard for knife safety. It drove me insane. Or any safety. And then his big temper, temper tantrum and then like he asks weird questions all the time yeah he's pretty insufferable I feel really bad for him in some of the scenes though because I mean I imagine it sucks for him to like not be able to have any of the fun that everybody else is having because he can't get into the house it'd be horrible yeah I don't think today you could present a character who's disabled in a movie in this way I don't think so so they're driving past the slaughterhouse and Franklin's talking about how that's where grandpa used to sell his cattle yeah and he's talking about how they kill cattle and he's talking about it from afar and the grandfather would sell cattle to this place. So he's already kind of putting himself in a class above the people that would work in the slaughterhouse. Well, then also he's like, let me tell you about how they kill the cows. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm okay with that. Let's not do that. And he's like, they used to sledgehammer them. And then they would take one. They jerk around. You got to do it a couple times. And uh-huh. then everybody's oh, yeah. like, Franklin, stop. Right. I mean, it, Read the exactly, room, Franklin. Yeah. It yeah. is exactly what happens to the first guy who dies. Yeah. Like he dies exactly oh, yeah. the way Franklin is describing this, how you kill cows back before they had the air gun, the no country for old men style. Right. The second guy dies. The second guy dies like that, too. Uh, th- well, then Franklin starts talking about like, well, now they do the air gun, which is mm-hmm. like the bolt, which I think. Yeah, and all, everyone in the car is like, Franklin, we don't want to hear this. Please shut up. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to finish what I'm saying because I can't read a room. Right. Yeah. He yeah. just doesn't Bam. have a lot of self-awareness. Then he takes his knife out to really... Put the cherry on top of making yeah. your car trip very awkward. He starts cutting his nails with a pocket knife. Yeah. It's insane. Well, so then they see the hitchhiker. Yes. And for some reason they want to pick him up because I guess it's the 70s and they haven't seen every movie that came after this movie telling you not this to pick up hitchhikers. Debate was so dumb. They're like, you want to get this hitchhiker? And everybody was like, no. But then someone was like, he's probably really hot. And then they're like, Okay. <laughs> But is people, that what they said? Yes. Oh my God. People used to pick up hitchhikers back All then. the time. Like it, it was, was a thing. very, very common thing. Mm-hmm. Serial killers used to do that a lot. Normal people would pick up hitchhikers too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. But, Normal right. people would hitchhike. Yeah. I mean, serial killers stopped the whole hitchhiking thing. Well, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, this was like serial killer heyday. This is yeah. like the Shoney's buffet of serial killing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was horrible. Available everywhere. Yeah. And this movie came along and ruined it all yeah Next. this is five years away removed from like the summer of love 69 craze yeah. and like that was when people hitchhiked across the country to go to woodstock yeah, you would pick up a hitchhiker yeah. and that would be the love of your life yeah 
So like that was Porn start that way too, man. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to me. Well, like, so what's interesting? Dear penthouse. <laughs> but what's interesting about this is we were just talking about how it's dangerous to hitchhike to be the person getting into someone else's car. Oh and yeah. This is somebody who the dangerous person is the hitchhiker. Yeah. And he's getting into your car, and because uh, I mean they're thinking there are five of us. This is just one guy. Anyways, so they pick up this guy, and he's got like a squirrel sack around his neck, and this. I thought it was blood on his face for a long time, but it no, might just be a birthmark. birthmark. Yes. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's the now. only thing I connect with this character with. Because <laughs> he has a birthmark on his face? Yeah, yeah and then people don't treat him differently because of it. Well, I don't think that's the only reason they treat him differently. He only takes pictures of other people. Mikey, if you cut your hand open in this pod loft, I'm going to kick you out uh, yeah, just like they kicked immediately. him. <laughs> so Franklin immediately is like, this guy looks like Dracula. To mm. his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, well, Dracula, do you know about the slaughterhouse? My grandfather, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, Franklin, no, please yeah. don't do this. Please don't Read talk the about room, this. Franklin. You're, you're Stop killing talking about the slaughterhouse, yeah. So then he's like, my family has been in the meat business. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have. Sledgehammering them on the heads was the better way of killing them. Right. But yeah, so he's talking about how his family were and his brother works in the slaughterhouse. And so Franklin's talking about how he went in there one time and he saw it and talking to somebody who's like, this is his way of life. And he does this every day. And it's kind of setting up this dichotomy of like this higher class versus this really low class family who does like the grunt work of the jobs that these other kids take advantage of every day. Right. And don't pay attention to. Well, because they don't have to. It's not a part of their daily life. Anyway, so this is when shit starts to get real weird with the hitchhiker. Yeah, he shows Franklin a bunch of pictures of dead animals and he's acting very bizarre. I think he's meant to be mentally disabled and they talk about that a little bit later, but he just seems very... um, I mean, everyone in that family is way, way off. Yes. He's unsettling. Yeah. He is very unsettling. he also shows the pictures to everybody, but Franklin mm-hmm. sort of seemed into it. Like, he was he like, did. oh, yeah, those are the photos from the plant or whatever. Because it's- Franklin is also unsettling. Yeah. Well, and he's talking about making head cheese and how, like, you take Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you use all of the parts of the body of the animal and you boil it. And he's going to this really kind of gross description of how you make this thing called head cheese. Fun fact, the working title of this movie was head cheese. What? Mm-hmm. Horrible name. And this is one of the things that you put into context later because he's talking about using every part of the body. Yes. And it's funny because all the kids are just like huddled as close to the front of the van as they possibly can Well, this is possibly the scariest thing that's ever happened to anyone. I'm sure it is. It is scary watching it. So yeah, they're all huddled out to the front of the van. And this is, Franklin's just kind of waving his knife around, doing his nails. And uh, the hitchhiker takes his knife and just starts kind of playing with it and then cuts the shit out of his hand. Yes. Well, like an insane person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he was laughing the whole time and made it was very eerie and very unsettling. I like your yeah. knife. I like your knife. And everyone in the van is like reacting the way you would, except right. for immediately they should have slammed on the brakes and like kicked him out. Right. right. Well, and there's this music playing in the radio, and it's just like kind of this jovial country song, you know. That then <laughs> that's even more unsettling. Tad, Todd pointed this out where we watching it, but like my favorite part of the scene is like. The driver's not asking any questions at all. <laughs> it's just like he thinks it's like a regular drive. He has mm-hmm. no idea what's happening behind him. You guys this are dude's being real quiet. I know. It's like, right. like the guy cuts his hand. Everyone is just like reacting and like mm-hmm. not saying anything. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. What's going on back there? Guys? He's like, hey. he's just like driving. He's like, oh, we probably should stop and get some gas. He cut yeah. his hand. Yeah. And, and then we were reading horoscopes. Sally was, <laughs> Sally was like. I told you Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> it was Saturn. Sad. It was Saturn in retrograde. She's about to be sad because her brother's going into an urn. It is going to oh, take oh, a sad oh. turn. Yeah. Oh! 
Nailed there it. we go. Nailed it. All right. Jen so, saw the joke, guys. Everybody calm down. You're welcome, guys. All right. <laughs> so he's just bleeding and laughing, and they're all staring at him. And then he pulls out his razor blade knife from his sock, and he's like, here's my knife. Here's my knife. It's a good knife. It's a good knife. And the guy's like, I'm sure it is, man. So now everybody's freaking out. The hitchhiker's taking pictures of Franklin with his camera that he's had around his neck the whole time, but it was hidden by his squirrel sack that was also one, around his neck. It's just one picture. He's got the... Um, That's right. He like does a weird angle, and it's like very slow. It was a very unsettling shot. I really yeah. liked it. Because he like focuses on different people yeah. and like takes he a really takes close his time. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. And everybody's yeah, just like horrified. And he's talking about how they can come have dinner with his family and that his brother makes a real good head cheese. And then he's looking at the yeah. don't say it, guys. And then he's looking at the picture and he shows it to Franklin and then asks for two dollars for the picture. So I think this is another way that he would be trying to make money. Also, yeah, he like hands the picture to him and say, "Hey, it's a good picture. Right? It'll cost you two dollars." And he's like, "Franklin's like, I don't fucking want this picture. It's I would have bought the picture." No, I would have kicked him the fuck out of the van. I'm like, I'm going to buy your picture, but you have to go now. Yeah. Here's $5. Get the fuck out of my van. No, man. Okay, so he <laughs> he says he's, so he hands the picture back, and then he pulls out some foil, and we all thought he was going to, like, do start math, doing, he's I got to do math, too. He's yeah. got math scars all over him. And I he guess does. that just shows the time period that we live in. Yeah. But, um, so he's pulling out, and I don't know what this is. Is it, like, seeds it's or black something? Par- it's no, black, it's black powder. No, it's black powder. Okay, and then yeah. he lights it on fire, which I guess is, like, a distraction well, He puts or the something. picture on it. Oh, okay. And then he, then he lights it and blows the picture up. It's a real what, power move, So, man. like. That makes everyone freak out worse than him cutting yeah. himself open? I don't think so, well, Tim. So then he grabs Franklin's arm and cuts it with a razor, and that's when they decide this is the last Yeah, he, he's, he's crossed the line. And yeah. he's laughing methodically. Methodically? Yeah. <laughs> I think you mean maniacally. But also... Methodically. <laughs> methodically. Very strict, <laughs> <pattern>. <laughs> a very strict pattern of laughing. <laughs> Almost like he's singing it. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> they kick him out. <laughs> So, yeah, they kick him out. His arm's still bleeding, and he starts rubbing it on the van. Yeah, yes. as they're driving away. Yeah, yeah. Very slowly, because he kept up with the van for a long time. Right. He's like, he's like T2 styling it, it, but like. No, he's not even running. The van's just going super slow. But it's like. If T2 was drunk, like he's like hopping alongside the car, rubbing his blood on it. It was the 70s. Cars drove slower back then. That's yeah. not true. They if took you, the time to enjoy life. If you kick a hitchhiker out of your van who has just cut a member in your party, fucking floor it. Yeah. Do not just pitter-patter away. Gas crisis or no. I know. It's life and death. Let's I go. Know. Although they were screwed. So, yeah, fuck them. it doesn't matter. And they never went to the police. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to go to the gas station. I would have meet. Well, they didn't even ask at the gas station. Like, I need to see the police. Like, well, I mean, Franklin's they- arm is cut open. What? No, that's true. It is no, it's fine. They got a t-shirt they ripped up and t- tied around it. Right. What is this? It was the 70s. So now we're realizing that this was all foretold by the stars. <laughs> like Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Really? <laughs> no, not Burt Reynolds. <laughs> the constellations, like Stegosaurus. So this could be... <laughs> so Franklin's horoscope said that this could be a disturbing and unpredictable day. He's like, yeah, I got cut in the arm. Yeah, and that Capricorn was written by Saturn. Yeah, and honestly, like, up till that Hold point. On. Capricorn was ruled by Saturn. Sorry. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know very much about astrology. Yeah, I don't either, people. I don't either. Listen, I don't pay attention to it because it doesn't directly inf- impact my life, so I don't yeah. pay attention to it. Me but. too, because I'm such a Taurus. Oh, because you, you just don't pay attention to shit? Yeah. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a Sagittarius. That. But that's, oh, that's all I got. Fun facts, everyone. Yeah. Ugh. I prefer fortune cookies because at least it comes with, like, a Chinese meal. At least you get to eat something? Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole digression. Anyways, so... 
so Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and you may have moments or there may be moments that you may not believe are really true, which I think we're about to see a lot more of those moments. So I think those are the times when the astrology thing is coming into play. Yeah. And but it, I mean, it, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me because I don't pay attention to it in my real life. So I have no idea what any of those things mean. Yeah. Like Saturn being in retrograde. I don't know what that means. But I mean, someone I'm sure does. You it's know, like that, something that it's kind of just like a feeling of being out of alignment. So things sure. it just kind of. Me- hey, so guys, you, you need if, an, an astro chiropractor. I mean, maybe astropractor. Astropractor. That sounds no. Analysis definitely going to be my sci-fi stage name. No, my name is Astropractor, and oh, I'm here geez. to discover new life. You drive a brown pro. <laughs> I'm Astropractor, and I'm here to discover Uranus. <laughs> Ew. Ooh. The business cards write themselves. <laughs> hey guys, but if you do know about astrology, let us know. We'd like to hear it. Sure. Someone write in our horoscopes. Ooh, Ooh, I would take that. And then yeah. we'll read them on the next episode. Yeah, what'd you say? Aquarius? Taurus. Ta- Sagittarius? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think this is almost like astrological harbinger because uh, it's kind okay. of foretelling the rest of the movie. Okay. And it's not a big plot point, but... <laughs> so now they get to the gas station. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Frank, let's stay in the car because we hate you. Aw. And when the two girls get out to buy a Coke and to reveal their asses. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a, a floor shot. Jen, what do you think up. about this? There's Toby of... is an ass man. I know that for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not. It doesn't bother me a lot. I do think it's a little objectifying, but I also feel like there's not really a whole lot of um, sexual elements to this movie. There really isn't, and it could Considering have gotten how... very nudity-driven towards yeah. the end, and it does wasn't at right. all. Yeah, I was surprised. There was I was no surprised. I was Seventies. Mm-hmm. I was just very surprised. And that's kind of why it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it's a little bit like yeah, we're looking at their asses, but you know, I also think like it doesn't stand out as a weird camera angle because we've been seeing a lot of that's us true too. too. That's true too. Maybe it's us. Yeah. Maybe we're perverts. Maybe. Well, or you're just used to seeing movies that do that all the time. Yeah. Too objectifying. I women. blame the media. Yes. Yeah, the movies made me like do it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a pervert. Right. The media made me this way. I am kind of an ass man. Ooh. Anyways, so we're at the gas station, <laughs> and the guy comes up and washes the windshield, and then the purveyor Wait. of gasoline comes up. Who's this kid? The 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 window washer. He, he never, never comes, comes back. back. Yeah. He never comes back. And I think it's because later in the scene, the girl shames him for not uh-huh. cleaning the blood. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. But he's saying that they're, they don't have any gas and that the gas truck is going to come sometime this afternoon or maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah. Was that the truck that stopped? Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it might have been a gas truck. You're right. The truck mm. driver is the hero of the movie. And is. is never seen again. I know. I, I, th- I like to think he got away. I think he got away, too. So Franklin is asking where the old Franklin house is. Right. Um, And the gas station guy Wait. is... Is his name Franklin Franklin? I, I, <laughs> is his me. last name Franklin? It's me, a Franklin Franklin, and my brother, Luigi Franklin. <laughs> oh, that's a really good joke, Maggie. I don't think as many people will get it as I want, but that, fuck, that was good. All right, sorry. Well, if your name was Franklin Franklin, don't you think you would have an attitude? I, I don't know. <laughs> your whole life? I honestly think it may just be his last name, and I, I refer to friends by their last name, yeah. you know? So, whatever. But I think it's a family name is what they're, like, sure. this is the, fa- the Franklin estate, and Maybe it was Franklin on the mother's Let's side. Let's not call it the sure. Franklin estate. Let's dial this all back. It ain't no estate yeah. for sure. It yeah. was a state. A state it's of a, disrepair. Yeah, I was about to no. say a state of disrepair for sure. <laughs> oh. So Franklin is asking where it is, and the gas station guy's like, don't go around fooling around in other people's property because no, they really. might not like it and won't mind showing it, which is smart. 
It is good advice for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he offers them some barbecue. Yeah. He's yes. like, don't go do that. Stay here and wait for the gas truck and eat barbecue. Right. Uh, to which Mikey said, I would have stayed at the gas station because I'm smart. <laughs> right. Which This was not the first time you've seen this movie. <laughs> right. You've seen this movie before and you still said that. That was my first clue that Mikey hadn't seen this movie <laughs> or didn't remember this movie. Because he also asked if this gas station guy was the harbinger. Right. <laughs> we clearly, astrology itself I is the harbinger. I I literally watch like seven movies a week. Oh. I can't remember. Oh, I only I, work three days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Franklin's just tooling around, taking his knife and cutting a hole in the side paneling of this oh, van. Oh, yeah. And then his friend's like, why are you doing like, that? Stop. Put the knife away. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes I'll just do it. God, I don't even know what I'm doing. Is this when I yelled, put the goddamn knife away from That Franklin? was one of the times. And he starts playing with the knife. And this it's got oh, this yeah. guy's blood yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, this is when they start talking about that. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, do you think that that guy hated me? And I was like, no, but everyone else does. Yeah. And then he's like, well, that's why the guy starts laughing. And then he's, he's like, like, yeah, of course he hated you, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Everyone hates you. Do you think I this almost is- said Mikey. <laughs> Not Mikey, Franklin. That's Of course he hated you, Franklin. That's why I'm laughing at you right now. Hey, Todd. This knife has blood of that guy who cut himself on it. Do you think that's his blood? I was still cutting my fingernails with it. Is that nasty at all? I do feel bad for Franklin in this scene, though, because I think that's a little bit of the self-awareness. As a person who constantly asks if people are mad at me, I felt a connection with him. I ask that a lot, but there are some situations, if I was his friend, I'd be like, Franklin, do you really think the guy who cut his arm open and threw blood all over the car is worth considering whether he's mad at you yeah. or not. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's something you did or that maybe he has something wrong with him? I never worry about if people like me or not. I just don't. I know, Todd. I just don't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> that can be maddening. Like, I'm sure there are people who hate me. But, I, like, I'm not going to spend my <laughs> time thinking about that. Yeah. Maybe just like a little at a time. Like, maybe like 10%. Of no, maybe. I'm not going to do that. Because mm. I mean, yeah. that's just giving into what they want. That's right. such a waste of time. And like, if people don't like me, that's fine. I'm sure they have very valid reasons not to like me. But well, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm thinking about it. I like to be liked. Me too. I do too. So, but he's starting to talk about what it would take to cut yourself like that. And he just, I think he just needs some true crime podcasts to listen to. Oh, I think that would make Franklin much more pleasant to be around. I feel like he just needs some friends who'd get him. And then his friend was like, well, I'm going to get out of the car now because this is. Because I don't want you to cut me or wave this bloody knife around. And I'm not going to put your ramp down so you can't get out. It's a real power move. You're trapped. All right. So now they're almost all outside, and Sally notices that there's blood on the side of the van. And that's when they start getting back in the van. Everyone loads back into the van, and Sally's the last person to get in. Mm -hmm. And the redheaded guy who was washing the front of the van earlier is right behind her. Uh huh. And she goes. Oh, look, there's a lot of blood on this side of the van. Uh-huh. And then just stares at the guy who was supposed to wash the blood off the van. Somebody washed this off. Yeah. So now they drive up to a terribly horrible house. And this was like the old Franklin house that they were looking for. Right. It's their grandparents' house. It is their it's grandparents' Sally house. and Franklin's grandparents' yes, house. Yes, and yeah. their dad still owns it. So this is the house they were asking about. And they get out and they're just <laughs> wandering around. He may still own it, but he does not care about it. No. This house is awful. It looks like it's been abandoned for like... Like maybe 140 years. Oh, yeah. But they're walking around and Sally's saying, this is the room that I slept in when like we came after my grandmother had died. So they, they have spent a little bit of time there. Yeah, and she says when she was she was last there when she was eight, mm-hmm. which means... It was 11 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't look like that. No, it would not look like that. Well, I don't know. If you don't close doors. And Franklin is struggling to get inside. He is, and this is when I feel really bad I for him. I do Franklin. feel bad for him in this mm-hmm. scene, yeah, because everyone's upstairs exploring the house and he is with whatever human sausage is in his mouth. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a, I mean, like, if, if you're struggling to get up a hill in your wheelchair, 
finish chewing your barbecue, and then like put all your effort into it. Well, he spits it out, which is the wise decision because it's people. Right. But I imagine like in this scene and I've heard the scene a bunch of times, but like he's like doing the little raspberries thing and he's talking about how, oh, come well, on, Franklin, it'll be super yeah. fun. Yeah. And I just imagine how frustrating it would be because they all just leave him. But, well, why did he go on this trip? Sally convinced him to go. Yeah. Why? I don't think he wanted to go. Jen says the raspberry thing. Yeah. This is a, like a theme not- of the movie. Yeah. Because they're like. And I'm like, I hated it. I think that must have been something people did. It must have been a 70s thing because I don't we don't really do that now. Older people shout at us. What is what's going on with that? (laughs) Yo, boomers. Tell us more about this. But I just imagine how frustrating he could be. And it makes me feel bad. Well, they all went upstairs. They do. And they see a granddaddy long legs orgy in one corner. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was pretty terrifying. It was very arachnophobia, Mikey. That's the one spider I'm not scared of. Granddaddy long legs? Yeah, it's because it can't really hurt you. Yeah, because its mouth is too small to bite. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah. So Franklin's in the house and he sees a pile of bones that are like laid decoratively on some kind of pillow. They still look like animal bones. They are. They're they're animal bones. Yeah, yeah. But But this house looks like it was abandoned and like Mm -hmm. squatters are possibly living there. Right. And there's like a wind chime made of bones hanging from the door. Love wind chimes. So, Bone wind chimes? I mean, I bet it would sound really cool. My mom has one made out of bamboo. Nah, I have a regular one at my place. You can just play a xylophone. Though. Yeah, what are you doing? Lock yeah. it up, man. Buy a $3,000 xylophone I don't, yeah. and learn how to play it. That's much better than wind chimes that it are is. automated. I don't understand your arguments. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, so Franklin has his little fit downstairs because he does. his friends are not great to him. And, and he's they have abandoned him. him. Yeah, they sort After of abandoned convincing him. him to go on this trip in the first yeah. place. But they abandoned him because he was such a dick in the car. Possibly. Anyway, True. so they do decide, or two of them decide to go to the the watering yes. hole or whatever. It's Kirk and Pam. They want to go swimming in the watering hole. Yeah, he comes. they come downstairs and they say, Franklin, wasn't there like a, a swimming hole around here? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just follow the path in the back and I know I'm not invited by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of the the moody's in. Oh you know? my god. Well, in all fairness, he wasn't invited. No. <laughs> well, so, he was a dick in the car. That's true. Yeah. So they're taking um a towel, we yes. think, and they're walking down this water What hole. did you think it was? It's a quilt. It looks kind of like a tapestry. It looks like it does. <laughs> so, there are lots of options of what this thing yeah, could so be. Yeah, so they're they're running down with an 18th century tapestry. They are, yeah. It looks like that. Look, she was she was into <laughs> astrology also. She was. She is the type who would try to go bathing with a tapestry. And this is the time in like every other horror movie that you would get nudity. And yeah. I'm surprised they don't do it because mm-hmm. when they get there, there is no water. Like right. there's the, it's like the dried hole up. is dried up. And when the hole is dried up, there is no nudity. <laughs> Jen, what do you think? I think it's, I actually do think it's interesting that there's, there's not nudity here because every movie after that, that's what you would do. Yeah, and that's why these kids would have deserved to die in, by the logic of the movie. Right. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. And I mean, you can tell that they're together. They're kind of like flirting with each other. I, but... thought, I thought that they were couples. Yeah. So these two were definitely a couple in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and Jerry and Sally. Yes. We're a couple mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Franklin yeah. was the fifth wheel. He definitely was. He the was the fifth, fifth wheels. Oh my Jeez. God, Mikey. Oh wow. Oh. So. Judges, can we keep it? <laughs> yeah, we can keep that. I stand by that joke. If you don't like that joke, reach out to M Randolph24. <laughs> Don't reach out to the show account. Nope. I will just direct you to my. I stand by that joke. So while they're trying to figure out what they're going to do because the swimming hole is dried up, they look over and they see another house off in the distance. So yeah. they decide they're going to start walking towards it and see if they can buy gas from this new house. Right. And so they're walking towards it and they're, we're starting to see like weird things hanging from trees. kind yes. of. And it reminded me of the Hills Have Eyes remake. It does. This whole mm-hmm. thing has a very Hills Have Eyes 
vibe to it. Right, which means that The Hills Have Eyes was inspired by this. Like, it's funny to watch this movie and see everything that's come after it that takes elements from this movie. Oh, yeah. I think the best part about this movie is that this movie still does a lot of the stuff better than all these movies that come after it. I think so, too. They do it very well. And honestly, like you were saying, they would have had sex by the water hole where they got naked, and that would have been the reason they they were okay to be killed. Uh And I like that they don't do that, because that, to me, makes it more scary. It can happen to anybody at any time, no matter if you're whatever, no matter if you just had sex or not. And so I think the movies that come after this and try to recreate this formula were like, oh, well, there's an opportunity for nudity, and just stuck it in. Whereas it's not essential to the plot of the movie. Right. Nowadays, it's like, let's have sex, and they're like, oh. I just got done with sex. Now I hear a generator. Right. Hmm. I just got done with sex. <laughs> this is my East Pillow talk. I like, your pillow talk is horrible. I just like, stay, I like lay next to her and I'm like, I just got done with hole. sex. And she's like, yeah, well, I didn't. That was great oh. sex for me. Now I hear a refrigerator. Uh, tell me your feelings about me. And then do you hear that generator? So uh, they're starting to walk towards this house. And so then they come up to like, it looks like a mash net. It does. Yeah. There's a bunch of cars underneath it. And big red flag. Yeah. Because what happened to the drivers of those cars? Right. And that's something we see in The Hills Have Eyes, too. Yes. That's one of the things that just seems a little bit odd here. And there's a bunch of stuff in this rural yard, so it doesn't stand out too much to them, but it's unsettling. But it's unsettling to us. But if you've watched American Pickers, this happens a lot. Yeah. And there were at least three cars in there. Yeah. This is not new. Of different makes and models, too. Yeah. Mostly love bugs. But I wasn't paying attention to that so much as I was like, oh, they're about to die real soon. Right. I thought it was like hippie Autobots. Because the implica- Autobots, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> they just take their mood rings connect. <laughs> You're thinking of Captain Planet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I've only ever seen those. I've only ever read Captain Planet. I've only ever <laughs> I've only ever heard you guys talk about superheroes. <laughs> yeah, my childhood was different than you guys. <laughs> No shit. I watched girl stuff. <laughs> All right. So yeah, they're getting closer to the generator, right? Yeah, yeah. And they walk past the valley of unfortunate Autobots. Poor unfortunate cars. Yeah, exactly. Under so- nets. Driver's dead. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So they go up to the house and start knocking on the front door. Yeah. And Pam is like over it. She's just yeah. like, let's just go and whatever. So she sits down on the swing in the front. Well, not before she sits down on the front. Yeah, she s- sits steps, down on the front porch. And a oh, tooth right. falls from somewhere. Oh, my God. A sweet tooth. I mean, it does have a filling in it. I got a filling. It's a bad omen. Oh, Nailed it's it. the tooth binger. But what's this guy's name? <laughs> Mikey. Toothbinger. Toothbinger. Nope. So Toothbinger picks up the tooth and he like. <laughs> His name's not Toothbinger. <laughs> the tooth is the Toothbinger, Mikey. Where are you right Although, now? Although, <laughs> that might be a pretty cool nickname. I'll, I'll workshop it a little bit. Let's do right. it. So, so he tries to scare her with the tooth. Oh, I thought it was like a romantic gesture. <laughs> do you oh, want to wow. go study? Here's my molar. <laughs> no, it's not even his molar. It's a molar he found. It doesn't have to be your molar. Mm. But if you're in possession with it. It's your molar. Oh, it becomes your molar? Yeah, it's, it's possessive. It's tooth law. Yeah. Possession teeth is... are 90% of the law. <laughs> Possession is nine-tenths of dental law, Mikey. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, so... But she doesn't... Okay, so she's handed this tooth, or it's dropped in on her, mm-hmm. and she does not react like any human person would react by just, like, running away. Like, right. I would at that point be like, listen, teeth are not a normal thing to find on a porch. Right. Not a normal thing to joke about. We're both leaving now or this relationship is over right. and you're about to die here. Fun story. <laughs> he gave a tooth to a TA one time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, my one of my front teeth has been was knocked out as, as a child. Right. And it was a cap for a long time, but it kept falling off. 
Okay. So like one time we were on a porch laughing, me and this girl. Uh-oh. And it flew off. Oh, no. And hit her. Oh, no, Mikey. How close were you? You were laughing what, at her. Me and you close. What? That's like three feet away. Yeah. We, did, you, did you just spit it at her? Like No, no. It like it was just like flew out. No, it was just a really embarrassing. Oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah How was. do you bounce back from that? You don't. Um, oh, did she but, just leave? No, we, we dated. I mean, it was high school, so I, something happened. I, did she dated you for like a year and then had sex with the motorcycle Billy guy? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a Candyman throwback. That right is there. the best Candyman throwback. Boom. So, guys, if you ever go to a live show, the first two rows Our tooth will zones. get toothed. I'm trying not to picture getting pelted with Mikey tooth. Yeah. But, Jen, can we move on, yeah, I'm trying. Okay, so he's knocking on the door, and he notices the door is only just a little bit closed because right. as he's knocking it opens up and he's kind of looking inside and, and at this point pam has moved to the the swing that's yes. probably about 30 feet away and the generator is still going at this yeah, point it's going the whole movie it's really right. loud yeah yeah and yeah this movie has some really loud and disturbing sound and horrible music you mean like the music that's playing during times? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, and so he kind of is looking in and he sees a terrible bright red room with dead animal heads hanging all yeah. over the wall. Why would like, you... Like floor to ceiling. Why would you not just leave immediately when you see that? I know. It is terrifying. And he's hearing animal sounds. And so he's walking in and then he there's kind of a little ramp that goes up into this room. And so he slips and then Leatherface, who this is the first time we see him. So he just looks like this giant person wearing this crazy mask and a giant apron just comes out and smacks him in the head with a hammer. Yeah. And then he starts like having what looks like a seizure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, it probably is. Yeah. But, and then he hits him again, which is exactly what they said would happen to the cows right. when they used sledgehammers to kill them. Right. And yeah. that's why they started using that little gun that we yes. see in it chapter one because it's more effective. Yeah. But yeah, so he hits him again and then drags him into the room and just slams the door. That is super scary. It really Both is. Both because A, it happens, but all the way through the slamming of that metal door, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what the fuck just happened yeah because one it comes out of nowhere yeah. two a character that we've been following just died and three it is so bizarre yeah it's out of nowhere and he's yeah. got a leather face what are we doing exactly yeah because we haven't really gotten a clear image of him yet anyway so cut to pam so she now t- gets yeah. off of the swing and walks to the house and this is another iconic shot from the movie yes it is yeah and i really like how it's done and it was actually ad-libbed on set they hadn't really? storyboarded it yeah yeah wow okay because as you see it like she's walking up and it's shot from underneath Again, her butt. Again, but I don't hate it in this scene because I think what you see is the house as she gets closer, the house is like looming over yeah, it's her. Ominous. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm like, that house is going to hurt that butt. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and also, this is something that this movie does very well that we don't see that often. This is horror in the daylight. Oh, yeah. There's very little nighttime in this. And, right. And they use that effectively, too, because it's very, very scary, and there's one super scary jump scare. Right. But, yeah, but, it's almost all in daylight. Exactly. But it's still very, very unsettling and effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I because like this shot. Because she's walking towards this house that her boyfriend literally just died in, but she right. didn't hear because mm-hmm. it, the generator's super loud outside, so she goes in mm-hmm. trying to find him because he literally just went inside. Right. You're not going to assume that he died. Man. Yeah, so she goes in, and she's stuck. Stumbles through a curtain into a room and all we see is feathers all over the ground at first. And And this scene is like, it's really drawn out. It's super drawn out, But I like how they do it and I kind of like that they drew it out a little bit because we just start to see very like 
creepy things with like bones and animal parts. Like furniture. Like yeah. Anything from bones, just miscellaneous bones on the ground mixed mm-hmm. in with the feathers. Yeah. To a chicken in a, in a cage mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling to like bone furniture. Right. And at first it looks like animal bones and then we slowly start to see human bones. Yeah. Also. It's very artisan. Yeah. But using human body parts. Like a cannibal craft fair. Right. Yeah. For sure. Cannibal yeah. craft fair. Yeah. yeah. My novel. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much a novel as it is the Donner Party fan fiction. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I think the scene goes on a little bit too long. It's like two minutes of her seeing <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then she like, it's covered with like gray feathers on the ground like we yeah. talked about. Yeah. But then, so she like slowly looks at the chicken and that's when I was like, the chicken murdered all those people. <laughs> uh, and yeah. literally, they look up at that chicken four or five times in the scene. Right. And eventually, it pans out to we see a human skeleton sitting on a couch, just like posed decorative. Yes. I did like that the couch had like a skull at the head of the couch. Right. And then like the arms had the arms on it. Yeah. I did like the creative people furniture. Yeah. Well, and like the, the I think that's the hitchhiker, the son, who's been gr- digging up all of these bodies and taking the body well, parts and using he's them. He's the liberal arts, artsy one that his he father is. does like yeah. absolutely he's a photographer too right. yeah. you know i honestly figured it was just the bodies that they had eaten and it might be that they but had th- used the whole body on i do think it probably could have been cut by about 20 seconds but i think they had this whole house this whole room scene designed and they really wanted to make the most of everything but what i like about how it's shot is i feel like you can really get the experience from her of what it would be like to be in that room because we don't sure. see it all at once. I don't think there's ever a time when we see the whole thing at once. We just see little bits and pieces like she would look up and see something and then she would look over well, and see something else. Also, it's probably fast time-wise, but like it slows it down for us because if you're experiencing that, it's going to feel that slow. Mm. But I knew that Leatherface was going to get her. She needed to get out of there as fast as possible. Right. And she eventually does get out, stumble through the front door. Mm. And this is a scene that I had seen before. Maybe yeah. not a yeah. scene, but a shot. This is a gif that's been... This is an yeah. iconic scene. I, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really just that shot of her making it out the front door and then Leatherface grabbing her and pulling her back right. in. Which alone is scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. But then what happens next as he oh drags her down the hall, pulls her into a room oh where her God. boyfriend is laying probably dead on the sure table. Yeah. And there's these meat hooks just hanging. And he goes and puts her up on this meat hook. And it's just so terrifying. Oh, yeah. I thought he just wanted her to hang out. He should have said that. <laughs> hang out. But yeah, so she's literally just hanging out. But it's very oh. super scary. It is. And this is like the iconic image from the front of this. Yeah, she's the like cover. holding the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the scene in the movie that got me hooked. Screaming. Oh, <laughs> Mikey. I remember oh, I looking. Love it. That was great. But I, yeah, so she's just hanging out there, and then he picks up the saw and is like cutting up yeah, the boyfriend. Kurt. I think chainsaw. Because yeah. Yeah. Todd yeah. was like. Isn't there a chainsaw in this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cut then, to ring. Yeah, cut to immediate chainsaw. Right. Yeah. And so, like, she is on this hook that must, I'm sure, I can't imagine how much that would hurt. Watching her boyfriend getting cut apart by a chainsaw, knowing that that's going to happen next yeah. to her. And I think that's one of the things that makes this movie so effective, is that she's watching all of this. Yes. You know? terrifying one of the tropes of slashers is the men die very quickly but the women have longer death scenes and they absorb more the weight of the trauma of what's happening sure, and i think yeah. you can see that in this definitely movie. so now we cut back to the van and jerry and franklin and sally are all waiting for pam and kirk to get back franklin can't find his knife 
which isn't something that really comes back, I don't think. I think the, his friend stole it from him when he was putting pieces out of the van. When he was just waving it around yeah. everywhere, yeah, mm-hmm. and cutting his van apart. Yeah, I do think they just no, took the knife away from him because he cannot be trusted yeah, with it. Yeah. The group was <laughs> mad at him, and that's, I mean, like, that's the part of the plot. That's true. Come on, Franklin. So Jerry's Cam hanging out with them, and they're all talking, and Jerry's like, hey, I'm going to go look for them because we need to go. Right. And, uh, this is when Franklin's like, you didn't really want me to come on this trip, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, Franklin, I'm just tired. It's yeah. been a long day. Yeah. But they're talking, and they're kind of having a, a believable brother-sister moment. I think so, know? yeah. But Franklin's also saying he's nervous that that hitchhiker guy would try to follow him. Yeah. Which is a realistic concern, which is another reason I would want to get the fuck out of there. And they're still in the area. Like, right. they haven't gone far away from where they dropped the hitchhiker off. Exactly. So earlier, they Franklin was like, do you think he marked the van? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. now that we know that the gas station is in on it, do you think that that's what he did? I absolutely do, yeah. Yeah, but although nothing, I don't necessarily think it would have mattered because they go to the house. They go to the house. But I mean, like, was the plan right. to get him to stay at the gas station and kill him at the gas station? Yeah, uh, maybe. So now Jerry's looking for them and he gets to the house and he sees the blanket slash tapestry slash throw <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Slash 70s bathing. I know that ugly, ugly Afghan. Only my friends had that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he knocks on the door and then starts to leave and that's when he sees it. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit, no, they are here. Right. Or at least yeah. they've been here. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he's knocking on the door. And he goes into the house and he sees the terrible room too. But he goes in and he sees like the aftermath and then he sees the bloody hook and he sees the table with the blood on it. Right. And then he hears rumbling from the cooler. The freezer. Yeah, yeah. The deep freeze. And he opens it up and he sees Pam inside and she, it looks like she's dead except then she comes alive and she starts like freaking out and trying she to get out. She looked almost like a zombie. She kind of yeah. did. Well, yeah. She's yeah. cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> Zombies are just cold? She was in a freezer. Have you seen warm bodies? <laughs> so yeah, she jumps up scared and cold and he yeah. freaks him out. All right, so now Leatherface bonks Jerry a couple of times. You say bonks, but like he murders him he with does, a hammer. with a sledgehammer. I don't yes. think anyone should no. <laughs> ever refer to murdering with a sledgehammer as bonks. Sorry. But you know what? That br- I mean, it is very brutal, even though it we don't brutal. see, I don't think we actually see the impact of it, but it's just, it's out of nowhere. It's it. right in the day. Ugh. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a thud for sure. And it is the way that they were killing these animals in the slaughterhouse. Yes. And still do. I don't know why I said they were. But this that's the that's the way this family knows how to kill people. But now so Leatherface is walking around his house and he's pretty upset because these people are coming into his house. Honestly, and- he, he is the victim up to this point because he has had people Coming into his house, he doesn't know why. Basically, it's just like if it comes into your property, you can eat it. Yeah, that's really I don't all know that's if happening. That's what the law says that you can eat it. Maybe dental law. Oh, okay. All right, and it is nine tenths of the law. Okay, so but he Leatherface is walking around his house and looking very confused. And this is the first time we really see a close up of this mask that he's wearing, which we can see now is a mask made of human skin. Yes, and he's got really messed up teeth. And what disturbed me the most about this mask, I think, is like the eyelash. On it. Is it a mask or is it just a face well, that he it's took a off ma- of his grandmother upstairs? It, I mean, I'm not sure who this face comes from. Me either, but, but yeah. it looks like they, he literally face-offed a face. It is, yeah. And put it on his own. I mean, I'm not right. saying it's John Travolta under there, but <laughs> I'm not not saying that. Maybe it also Nicholas could Cage. be Nicholas Cage. Yeah. yeah. Take. All right, so now he's just kind of looking and it's almost like he's trying to figure out what to do because he's just upset in the house. We haven't heard him say any actual words, but he's been kind of making these like muttering sounds, you know, and I think it's meant to imply that he's intellectually disabled as well. Maybe. Anyway, they don't really say anything about it. So no, they know. don't. But they're both, both the sons are sort of a bit off. They are, yes. But that can be from a lifetime of just growing up in this family. Exactly. Or it could be because... 
Hey, you know what? Maybe eating uh, human flesh is maybe not that great for you. Maybe not. That's actually true. It actually causes your cells to destroy each other slowly over time. Like a little bit of it won't really hurt you that much. But also, like, there's clearly something wrong with this family because they're psychotic. So now we're back at the van and and it's full dark now. And Franklin thinks that they should go. He wants to get the fuck out of there. And I think he's right. Um, But Sally wants the flashlight because she wants to go look for them. Franklin's plan is to honk the horn. And if they don't come, then they're going to go. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. But when he goes to honk the horn, he notices the keys are gone. Exactly. So they're fucked yeah, yeah. either way. They have to go. They're really just kind of in a no-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Because they can't do anything there. And if they leave, the rest of the kids might come back and leave without them, just like Franklin wants to leave without these guys, yeah. you know? So they're just kind of fucked. Also, he's in a wheelchair. And this is one of the times I really do feel bad for him, because how helpless would you feel in that situation? Because Sally just wants to leave him. And I think Sally has a good point, too, because it's going to be really hard to push his wheelchair through all of the like the woods woods. yeah Yeah. but yeah so they find out there's no keys and so they have this argument about the flashlight and this is i think the brother sister moment you were talking about yeah because they're fighting yeah but so anyway sally finally decides to go without the flashlight and then franklin just says fuck it we'll go together so they're going to go through the woods and she's pushing him through the woods they're yelling for jerry franklin thinks he hears something and they see a light that's maybe a house and then franklin hears something else and then boom leatherface is right there chainsaw raring and he just hacks the shit out this is the Franklin. scariest part of the movie. Yes. Scared the shit out of Todd. It's scary. very scary. It jumps out of nowhere, and they sort of build to it because mm-hmm. they're like, I hear something, I hear something, I hear something. And right. then, boom, he's right there with the chainsaw in Franklin. Yeah. It's very Over scary. and over again, like very, oh. yeah. And yeah. Sally's watching it all, and then she starts screaming and running through the brambles. Yeah, she just pushes him forward and runs. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him! Well, she is running through the brambles and this is another scene that I really like because he's chasing her and he chases her kind of for a long time, but he's always like in various ways of close to her and it's very scary. It's very unsettling. It is very unsettling. He has this thing where he he must have a back problem because he won't bend over. No. He won't like bend under the branches. He has (laughs) to chainsaw through them. Yeah. He refuses to chase without doing a little lawn maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fun fact, because he's a bigger person, he's got longer legs. And so he was faster than her. So to make it believable that he hadn't caught her yet, he would just occasionally like hack through some branches while they were filming this. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, Yeah. that absolutely is what happens. But her hair keeps getting stuck in the brambles. And that's another thing that I think is really very effective in the scene. Yeah, that. mm. So she gets to a house. So hooray, she's saved. Hey, she's saved. But not so fast because it's the terrible house. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, so she goes in the house, the door that we've seen all of her friends go through and not come back out. Um, And she runs up the stairs... And he starts chainsawing through the door and she's running upstairs and she goes into an attic and she sees some people. So she thinks she's saved and she goes up and it's like an old waxy man. It looks like he's dead. And then you turn around and you see a woman sitting in a chair who is clearly who is dead. definitely dead. Yes. There was a dead di- diorama. A dead diorama. Uh-huh. A double D. A double D. Oh, that's well, she goes in. There's like there's little dead animals around and stuff. It's like a, it's, it's art. Yeah. There, it was more than just the two people. Right. Yeah. There was like yes. a dog. There's like a yeah. background. Yeah. Like, there's bones. Mm-hmm. And it's like pretty nice to set up. Yeah. yeah. Artisanal, you might say. Yeah. So she sees two dead people in an attic. She's been screaming the whole time, by the way. She, she has. Yeah. Terrifying oh, yeah. screams. She's not regulating her breath to run right. No. Yeah. That's why she's down. easy to catch. She's yeah. out of breath because she's screaming so much. But the screams are really disturbing, they too. Are. Yeah, yeah, because it's like yelling, screaming, going in, and it just feels like she's terrified. Yeah. 
not that she's been told to scream in a script. You might say she's a good actress. Yeah, I would say yeah. she's a good actress. I think she does a great job. Yeah. So she goes down the stairs and sees Leatherface right there, and he's chasing no. her up because he's and just... No, and then she screams, and then he gets startled by her scream. He does yeah. get startled. If you see this scene, he's like, oh, shit. And he jerks back. Yeah, well, and, and then chases her back up the steps. Right. Yeah. But that, I love that about this movie, too, is that those kind of things you see, you know, because I think it humanizes him a little bit, which makes him even more terrifying, yes. you know? Like, that he's just kind of a scared person, too, but he's got all this power. I also like that when he cut the front door open, I was like, why? Why does he cut his front door? That's like a terrible idea. So anyway, so she runs up the stairs and then just jumps through and out a window. And this is the, on the first second story. time she jumps through a window. It is, yeah. yeah. And it's on the second story, yeah. too. Kool-Aid man style. Yeah, she, she does. doesn't give a fuck about glass. Well, dude, she, a glass or chainsaw. Oh, yeah. You know? she's, oh, no, she made the right decision. She did. And but, she just saw her brother get chainsawed to death, so true. she knows what it's going to be like. Yeah, she was like, oh, thank God that weight's lifted. But, okay, so the glass breaking <laughs> rips up the back of her shirt? Maybe the brambles ripped the back of her shirt. Maybe. And it just no, the glass because when she's running up the yeah, steps, it's, it's, her it's, shirt's fine. It's the glass. It's when she jumps through the window that the back of her shirt gets ripped up. She has a nice back, though. She's got a great back. I just thought it was weird that it ripped up the back of her shirt. But this is also a place where you would normally see nudity in movies that came yes. out of this. It would have ripped the front of her shirt, and mm-hmm. she would have just... I don't know if she'd be topless running for the rest of the movie. Well, she probably would have been wearing a bra, and we would have seen it. Uh, right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But, I mean, it's clear she's not wearing a bra in this movie. It is. If you were going to bring this up, yeah, I, I, I mean, can't believe we've made it this I long. Can't it about it. Yeah. I've grown as a person. Mm, yeah. So now they're back in the brambles. <laughs> she right. runs in the same place. I she hate does. it. Well, she runs in another circle. She's running back through, I think. Well, that's that's true. And no, she's running the to same, the gas station. This is yeah. the same angle of the house. Yeah, it is. But he almost gets her because yeah. she she like runs into a tree branch and falls down and he gets right next to her. And then she sees another building. And I thought it was another house, but it's a gas station. It's the, it's the same gas station yeah. from before. So yeah. she's back the in the gas, gas station. station. Yeah. yeah. The one that's in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes in the gas station and then Leatherface is gone. So he's no longer a threat right now. And he was on her heels, man. He was he right was. behind her. Mm-hmm. And then you see the old man, and I was like, oh, he's in on it. Yeah. Because Leatherface would have just killed everybody. Well, and so she's really upset, and he's trying to calm her down. And then he goes and looks out the window, and she's asking him to call the police, but he says there's no phone here. Right. So he's got to go get the truck. We ain't got no cell service. <laughs> right. Because it's Both the 70s. Dead for 10 years. <laughs> well, and so he goes and gets the truck. And while he's getting the truck, she's no, she's sitting right next to the barbecue pit. And she's looking over and she's noticing some of the meat in the barbecue pit looks suspiciously like human meat. I don't really think it did. It, but I think it that's looked what like it was regular to, barbecue. Yeah. I think that's what we were supposed to assume. Yes. But I don't think it really looked like that. It looked I don't like think sausage. So yeah. It did. And there's one that looks kind of like it might be a liver, like a human liver. Oh. You know? I don't know what a human liver looks like. So. <laughs> They're huge. Oh, are they? I don't know if it screams this is human. Like, we don't see a hand or an arm or a face. Right. I kept waiting to see a very distinctive human body part, but I think it's just kind of like implies. But still, maybe not. Maybe we could still believe that this guy is actually going to help her. So she's looking around like, wait a minute. I don't know about all this. Yeah. yeah. But also, there's a guy with a chainsaw outside chasing me, so I'm going to stay right here because I'm safe right now, too. Yeah. So then he pulls back up with a truck and he's got a blanket in her ha- in his hand. And she's covered in blood. Too, she, yeah. It's not a blanket. It's a sack. It's a sack, yeah. yeah. It's a sack. And he pulls yeah. a rope out and of it. And he's got some rope, and too. And I thought they were going to do a three-legged race. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the natural assumption. Yeah. Right? Three-legged I mean, race and then a potato sack race. Right. And I was like, oh, it's like field day. But that's not what happens. But she grabs a knife <laughs> because she's a badass bee. She does, yeah. But she gets outsmarted by the business end of a broom. 
Right. Which I think, and I mean, I could see, like, if you're actually in that situation, a broom, like somebody hitting you constantly in the face, that would at least disorient you. I would stab them in the throat and run away. Yeah, but he took one swing and got the knife out of her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she's also just been, she's probably in shock right now, too. She's definitely Definitely in shock, shock. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get your point. It doesn't strike me as... I just don't think we should sweep this under the rug. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely got to clean up this situation. Can't brush it aside. Yeah. No. (laughs) But it doesn't, like, I I don't find it so unbelievable. We just got to get a handle on this scene. Yeah. yeah, well, he gets a handle because he knocks her down with the sweeping end of the broomstick, and then he starts hitting her with a broom handle, and, and he like knocks her out. out more or less. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah. And he so he starts to tie her up. So he covers her up with a sack and takes her out to the truck and gets her in the truck, and then realizes that he forgot to turn the lights off and close the door. So he gets out. So we take thirty seconds to show him running back and turning right. the lights off and closing the door, and then coming back to the car. And he, I think, the reason they included that is because he makes a point of saying the cost of electricity. Electricity is yeah. enough to drive a man out of business. Also, it kind of strikes me as just really creepy because this is almost like a mundane thing he's doing. Well, you know? I, th- I think it goes back to what we've kind of been talking about with these the villains of this movie is that they have these very humanizing moments mm-hmm. that make them creepier. And right. I feel like this fits into that really I can well. sort of see that. I yeah. just think it's a waste of time. But Well, yeah. And so now he's driving and she's in like the floorboard of the passenger seat and he just keeps like poking her with a stick and she's Oh, she's man. No, so this is my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, it's because- very unsettling. It's the creepiest scene in the movie because his voice is calm and therapeutic and he's trying to calm her mm-hmm. down. No need to struggle. No need to yell. And then he would get joy out of hitting her with the stick to make her yell. Yeah. Calming her down and doing it over and over and over again. It just was so unsettling and mm-hmm. creepy. It's probably one of the most effective creepy moments for me. I think so too. Yeah. And so he's driving and then we start to see somebody in the road and we learn it's the hitchhiker from before. And this is the first time we'd seen him since he got out of the car and marked it with blood. But so the driver gets out and starts hitting him. And this is when we find out that it's the father and the son. Yeah. That they're related. Right. And he's saying you almost got caught in the graveyard. So now we know that it was the son who has been robbing the graves. But the dad's saying, I told you never to leave your brother alone. So we're kind of starting to put this whole family structure together. Um, And so they get Sally out of the car. And while they're dragging her into the house, he's saying, I hope your brother didn't let any of those kids get away also. So they're coming in and we see Leatherface, but now he's wearing like a granny costume. Like, he's got like makeup on too, mm-hmm. yeah. He does. he's cooking. But yeah, so he's like filling the matriarchal role in this family right yeah. now by preparing dinner. And yeah. wearing his grandmother's face. Uh-huh. And so they're bringing her in and they're tying her to this chair. And this chair, I kept forgetting that it wasn't her arms. Yeah, because it's an armchair. First off, right? <laughs> yeah. right? And it's not, but it's not her arms, but it looks like it might be. I yeah. think it might have been a man's arms, but still. Yeah. But they're human arms as the arms of this chair. And it's yeah. so creepy because I think her arms are behind her back. They are. But I keep forgetting that. And it's just another one of those tiny little touches that makes it so unsettling. And so the dad is asking where the other kids are and asking if Leatherface let them get away. And he's mad that Leatherface ruined the door. And this is like, just, we're seeing the family dynamic. And it's well, he's just. He's like beating on Leatherface. Yeah. With the. The handle of the broom, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the other kid, too. He beats yeah. him, too. And so now the dad's talking to her and saying, it's okay, it's okay. Um, we're just going to fix up her in a few minutes. And so she's looking around, and she sees what I thought was a rib cage hanging next to her, but then we find out later it's like a full skeleton. Yeah, and it's got a light in it. It's like right. the lampshade, but it's a skeleton. Right. This Including- whole house is like bone furniture. Right. Like yeah. that couch I had sex on. Yeah, it was. Bone to furniture. Bone furniture. Yeah. And so now they're getting Grandpa from upstairs, and it's the man who was in that attic that we saw earlier yeah. and they're picking the chair up and carrying it down the stairs 
And they sit grandpa right next to her. And they take her arm and the hitchhiker son has a knife to her throat and they cut her finger and grandpa starts sucking on it. It's and, uh, oh, super unsettling. Yes, what it's is so happening? disturbing. Why? Well, oh. he can't have solid food anymore. Yeah. Oh, is that old? And he's still a cannibal. Right. Oh, but did you Jesus. see what his hands were doing? They were like yeah. waving around in like glee yeah. from like getting to eat this blood. Oh, it's so gross. And so she just passes out because I can't imagine anything more terrifying than this. I know. All right, and so then she wakes up, and she just starts screaming. And then they all start screaming as well, having a little fun. Yeah, but like hooting and laughing and yelling, yeah. And so she's kind of trying to bargain with them, and she's saying, you can make this stop. And Leatherface keeps creeping closer and closer and closer, and they keep like touching her hair. Doesn't she also say, like, I'll do anything? She does, yeah. That's horrible, man. It really is, and that's... That terrified me. Yeah. But it stands out, because that's not what they want. They're they're not looking. No, they don't even want that. sex. They're, no, they are not at all interested in her sexually. It yeah. seems she's just their food. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but she's trying to bargain with them, and they're just laughing at her, and they're not going to let her go. And then they start to get into an argument too. And I think the dad's getting mad because they're saying he's just a cook, and he's saying, um, well, because he can't kill people. Yeah. He doesn't like killing people, right. so they're making fun of him because the, his two sons are like. Totes cool with killing people. Exactly. And the father, too. Yeah. So or the grandfather. Grandfather. So, yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah, you're just a cook because you can't kill people. Exactly. And he's saying um, there are some things you just got to do and it doesn't mean you have to like it. And that's right. a really creepy thing, too. Yeah. And if I were her, I would just be thinking, I'm fucked. They're, they're going to kill me. There's nothing I can do. They don't care what I say. So then Leatherface gets really close to her again. And then the father's just saying, well, there's no sense in waiting. And let's, have, let's let grandpa have a whack. Because he's the best there is. He is. Yeah, even though he's 120 years old. Yeah. This is the most disturbing part of the movie to me because they bring in a big bucket and they're saying, Grandpa, we're going to let you have this one. And so the dad's coming up to her and says, it won't hurt at all. Don't be afraid. And so they untie her and they bring her over to the bucket. And the hitchhiker is like holding her arms behind her back and holding her head over this bucket. And they're trying to get Grandpa to hit her in the head with this hammer. Mm -hmm. But he keeps dropping the hammer and he keeps throwing it. Because he's been dead for 10 years. Exactly. He did not take his Viagra. (laughs) He couldn't get it up. Right. Like Leatherface had to hold it in his hand to hit her. Uh huh. He eventually does hit her, but with Leatherface's help. But so he does drop the hammer. So the hitchhiker son tries to grab it, and that's how she's able to get free. And then she bones out through another window. She jumps through the window, yeah. And good for her, man. And she's then run waddles to the street. Exactly, yeah. And so the hitchhiker's running after her, and now Leatherface is running after her, and it's morning now. With the chainsaw. With the chainsaw, With the chainsaw. Yes. going, Which was yeah. like, so that was breakfast, not supper? I, th- I guess so. Yeah. But for this family dinner, like Leatherface is now wearing his family dinner suit because it's like yes. a wool suit with a like businessman face on it. And that's just so creepy, too. That yeah. it's like they're not only that they're made out of human skin, but there are like different. It's like the different roles he plays in this family. He's got a mask from somebody's face for it. Look. Yeah, it's gross. So now they're running and they get to the end of the driveway. And so it's Sally and the hitchhiker and they're both. Well, Sally's covered in blood. And then we see a truck coming and the truck just plows over the hitchhiker and like a couple of the wheels just slice him in half. That was a pretty effective scene. It was. looked real good. Mm -hmm. On 74. Love the fact that the dad was like, I could have hit you. And he yelled at him when he was driving up to the house. Yeah. And that's how he died. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, 
I didn't catch yeah. that. You yeah. gotta look both ways, man. My favorite yeah. character in the movie is this truck driver. Oh, Who yeah, has yeah. no time to react. He runs over a guy chasing a woman, gets mm-hmm. out, sees the woman, and it was like, then and he sees a guy with a chainsaw seconds running out. later, yes. a guy wearing a mask of human skin and a suit. He doesn't hesitate. He just pulls her into the truck. Mm-hmm. He is a man of action. He yeah. is. I love this guy. And she gets out of the truck because I think she sees this is because Leatherface comes up and starts chainsawing the yeah. side of the truck. And he has the presence of mind to grab a wrench yeah. as he's getting out of the yeah. truck. Runs behind her to protect her. Yeah. And uses that wrench because Leatherface goes around the truck and follows them as they start yeah. running. Mm-hmm. And the, the truck driver like pelts him with that wrench right in the in face. The face. Yeah. Right. And then he drops the chainsaw on his leg and, and cuts himself. Leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that part's nasty, but Oh, fun. it's gross. Yeah. It is, yeah. And so as all of this is happening, another truck pulls up, I think, going the, the other way. And it's just like a pickup truck. Yeah, it's just a pickup truck. And so I think the truck driver runs off and then Sally gets into the back of this truck and Leatherface is running up and almost gets her. Yeah. But the truck start. The truck drives away. Yeah, and she gets right. away. Meanwhile, the truck the driver is going. still booking it the other direction. Yeah, I had in my mind that the truck driver died. Oh and yeah. I think I don't know if I had read that somewhere or something, but we don't see that. We do, do we? We no. do not see we that. Not so, and it's possible that we just didn't see Leatherface kill in him. In my mind, oh, no. he turned around, saw the truck with her driving off, and was like, "Damn, girl." And then like, and then just like took oh. off running because he sees Leatherface doing his yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean the truck driver lives because once Sally leaves, the uh, Leatherface just starts doing chainsaw ballet, and then that's the end of the movie. Well, no, it's almost the end of the movie because we see Sally in the truck driving away or yeah. like being driven away, and she's laughing and screaming, and that yeah. is so unsettling. It is too. very unsettling, but she's getting away. Like she is. There's yeah. some relief there, but she's still like seconds removed from extreme trauma. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, can you imagine what the rest of her life is going to be like trying oh, to deal with Hopefully a lot of, of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. But I mean, then it cuts back to Leatherface doing his chainsaw ballet and yeah. then scene. In the script, he was supposed to just stand there and like stomp his foot or something. But he was like, I can't show frustration that way. So that he like improvised that dancing around. Okay. I love the picture of Sally. I think it just speaks to the trauma that this actually is. Like, she's not like, phew, I'm okay in the back of the truck. Like, she is fucked up, you know? Yeah. yeah she's Even terrified. though she survived, like, she, like, one of the taglines is who will survive and what will be left of them because she did survive, but, like, what she's now got the rest of her life of extreme PTSD because of yeah. this. Yeah. And all her friends and her brother are dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, her friends is a big loss. Oh. Mm, Hot take from Mikey. I do not like Franklin. Well, he's and dead now. And all of her f- memories from her family home have been forever ruined. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. <laughs> there we go. Roll we credits. did it, guys. I really liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't like watching it. I love talking about it because I think there's a lot to talk about, but it makes me so uncomfortable. It's very disturbing. It definitely holds up as a horror movie. I mm. see why it is a classic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few classics yeah. I think that you watch it, you see all these movies that have stolen from it, mm-hmm. and it still has merit on its own right. People haven't really improved upon a lot of aspects of this. Right. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Hated it. It was super unsettling. Even when, like, gory shit wasn't happening or jump scares weren't happening, I was super uncomfortable in just, like, regular scenes. Mm-hmm. So that's very impressive to be having, like, a, a conversation about how cows are killed in a slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and then it's just still very unsettling. Yeah. And it's sort of this innocuous thing. I hope to never watch this again. Mm-hmm. I understand why everyone loves it, though, yeah. and it is very, very good at what it does, but I would not make a horror version watch this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a reason, and we're going to get into this in a minute, but there's a reason it's a 10 on our scary scale yeah and it's like horror in the daytime so it's a different kind of horror yeah, like you can't just like look behind the shower curtain and make sure there's nobody there to jump scare. 
Don't tell Todd that. (laughs) I didn't look behind the shower curtain when I went to the bathroom. I didn't. Did you not? Good. I didn't need to. Oh, he's growing. But wait, was it those that already pulled back when you went in there? It might have been. Oh, it's a lie by omission. Right. All right. So let's talk box office, guys. So what do you think the production budget of this was? I know. So Jen has to recuse herself. I do. Mikey, do you know what the production budget of this was? Fifty thousand dollars. It's pretty close, man. It was one hundred and forty. Okay, one hundred forty thousand dollars, which is not very much no. at all. I actually read sixty. Is that is it say one hundred forty? Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers I'm go because because it's closer to my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers because I stopped using Box Office oh, Mojo yeah. when IMDb bought them out and made it shit. Um, how much do you think it made in domestic box office? I again recusing myself. Oh, okay, because of I, some inadvertent scanning on sure, sure, sure. I think it made twenty million dollars. It made twenty six million dollars. Uh, Domestically, very, very good. You seem to have a spiritual connection with this movie, Mikey, that makes me, frankly, a little nervous. A little unsettling. <laughs> right. I read somewhere that this movie was really hard to learn how much it actually made because the mob financed the film. Hmm. And so they kind of hid, hid their books a lot. Oh, yeah? And so, like, it's actually one of the most profitable horror movies of all time, but no one really knew it until, like, the last 10 years. Really? So, yeah. So, it made $26 million domestically. It mm-hmm. did very, very well on Blu-ray. It's right. obviously an iconic movie that everyone talks about still to this day. So, it's made plenty of money on whether it was a $60,000 or $140,000 budget. They made a lot of money back. So. And I might be wrong about this, but I think it's actually preserved in the Library of Congress as, like, an uh, art piece of art. It's time um, for some gems. Fun fact. Okay. You were mentioning how gory it is, but yes. it's actually not gory. Technically, it's not that it's gory. It's not gory at all because you never, and you never see the chainsaw impact. A I human. was so grateful for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But it speaks to how effective it is because you feel like you have seen something so bloody and so yeah. gory because they give you just enough for your mind to create all of that. Absolutely. Like you don't even see the hook go into it. No, her. you don't. I was looking for that too. Right. So glad. And the reason for that is because Toby Hooper actually wanted to get a PG rating for this. Wow. And they wow, like, indeed. Although this is before PG-13, so True. it was either PG or R. Yeah. Um, so they, it originally got an X, and then they had to come back and cut a little bit out of it to get an R. Okay, so the cast didn't see much money from this at all. They actually really got screwed over because a lot of them were unknown actors at the time, yeah. the cast and crew, and they so some of them chose to get paid with a percentage of the end gross. The which back end. The back yeah. end, yeah, yeah, which is a thing that happens a lot. Yeah. But they weren't actually agreeing to get a percentage of the gross that the film made. They were getting a percentage of the company that owned the film. And so they ended up not getting hardly any money. Oh, wow. Especially because the company ended up going bankrupt. So of 20 cast and crew, they all had to split like $8,100, which in today's money would be $41,200. But for eight people to split for the production of this movie. Whoa, so for 20 people to split for the production of this movie, that Mm. is insane. Considering how much money this movie ended up making compared to its budget. Yeah, they really got screwed over. Yeah. So the working conditions on this movie were terrible also. And I think you can feel that in the film. It's not a pleasant movie to watch. So they shot this in Texas, and it was like... 110, 115 degrees oh out God. some days. And so if you're thinking about Leatherface, he's wearing like that full suit and the mask. So the budget was super low and they had to cut production costs. So they filmed every day for like 12 to 16 hours with oh. no weekends off so they wouldn't have to rent the equipment for another week. Jesus. And they couldn't, they were afraid to wash the costumes 
because they didn't want them to fade or right. look different. Yeah. So they were wearing these same costumes over and over and over and over again for like a month. Ugh. So it was just smelled so bad. Smell yeah. 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 <laughs> the dinner scene where they're all sitting around and having dinner. First of all, the house did not have air conditioning and was poorly ventilated and had dead animal parts all over the place, real animal blood used on the walls. So it smelled terrible. It was like a billion degrees in there. And Grandpa, apparently, it took him like 10 hours to get into his makeup. So he was like, fuck, I'm not doing this for another day. So we're getting this entire scene done at one time. It took 27 hours of straight filming to get that oh dinner scene. Oh, my God. I know. And no they, wonder they all look like they're losing their fucking minds. Exactly, because they were. Jesus. And Marilyn Burns, she was the actress who played Sally. She's talked about how, like, that wasn't acting. I just could not stand to continue doing this over and over and over again. Oh, my again. God. Apparently, like, when they would cut, they would all run to the windows to either just get a fresh, like, a breath of fresh air or throw up because it was so oh, God. miserable. Terrifying. I know. Um, apparently, they used a lot of practice practical and real effects on this the finger scene where she's sucking on where grandpa's sucking on her finger it actually cut her finger because the knife and the fake blood wasn't working and the way i read this was that everybody was so hot and so tired that gunner hansen who's the actor who plays leatherface just took the tape off and just ended up cutting her finger i don't know if he had gotten permission from her to do that what but it was actually so so grandpa was actually sucking on her blood yes oh my god that's No, but I mean, it was the 70s, so I don't think we were as careful about that as we are now. They used a real hammer in the scene where they were... Um, and it hit her at one it point. Did I hit saw her. it hit her at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um, they said virtually everybody was injured in the making of this. And at the rap party, Toby Hooper was like, they don't like me very much. No, oh I bet gosh. they hated him. <laughs> they used a real chainsaw. And so um, the scene where um, Pam is on the hook and Kirk is on the table, he's like, the chainsaw was like three inches from my face. Mm. And, what, and that's super... Super dangerous. But also, when they're running through the woods, he was using a real chainsaw going at the time. And he said there was a point where he slipped and the chainsaw flew out of his hands. And he just got on the ground and put his hands over his head and just like prayed that the chainsaw wouldn't land on him. Jesus, man. So super cutting corners on budget. Uh, Man, dude, the making of this sounds scarier than the actual movie itself. No, dude. It's terrifying. I think there's an E True Hollywood story about the making of this that I haven't watched, but I've heard is very well done. So the actor who played Franklin I think he had been used to working on the stage so he was used to like staying in character and he didn't realize that other people weren't doing that and so nobody really liked him on the set. Yeah, so they all hated him anyway? Oh, man, you could tell. You could. And Gunnar Hansen um, has talked later, like, when he met up with him years later, he was like, oh, he's like a really cool guy. I wish we had been friends. But he just was (laughs) acting like a dick the whole time because he was staying in character. Yeah. But they ended up um, becoming friends and staying friends until the actor who played Franklin died. Oh, yeah, he died? He did, yeah. All right, so... This movie was not telling the story of things that actually happened, but it was kind of inspired by true events, and it was inspired by Ed Gein. Ed Gein, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Have you heard I of know him? Ed Gein, yeah. Yeah, he's a killer and grave robber, and his two victims that we know about are Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden, and he was from Wisconsin. He was a killer and a grave robber, but he was also a handyman and a babysitter. Yep. Could you imagine finding out? 
No. You had left your kids with this dude? <laughs> um, and so he would um, rob graves and make clothing and lampshades and like various like belts and handbags of body parts. Oh my God. Mostly women. I think a lot of that had to do with a really unhealthy mother, relationship yeah. with his mother. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I'll link to um, the story of that because that's a really strange trail you could go down. But he was deemed unfit to stand trial. He was eventually found uh, found guilty in a trial, but he ended up being committed and dying in an asylum. But he has also inspired Norman Bates and Buffalo Bill from yeah. The Silence of the Lambs. And then like Rob Zombie just rips this movie off. Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses was directly inspired by this movie. All right, so this is maybe one of my favorite fun facts ever. The actor who played the hitchhiker, Ed Neal, apparently would go to screenings and he would wait until his scenes came on and he would get really close to somebody and tap them on the shoulder and they would turn around and see his face and lose their oh shit. Oh my God, no. I get know. a hobby. What a jackass. I know, dude. That is horrible. And apparently they asked him to stop coming to screenings. Yeah, so yeah. he's a sociopath. <laughs> yep. And those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, You're Jen. You're welcome. Yeah, so let's talk about the scary scale, guys, because the scary scale has been from Ghostbusters to this movie. It has. This is our 10 example on the scary scale. Right. Uh, and can I air my scary scale grievances yes. now? Yes. One, I think Ghostbusters is a two. <laughs> <laughs> because that scary scene in the library makes With it a With the ghost, two. yeah. Yeah, and that house two is the one. What's your 10? Arachnophobia. For me, it's hereditary. It's okay. always been hereditary. And for me, I think it would probably be, I, I was trying to think of what my 10 is, and it might be Funny Games right now. Funny Games is very disturbing. Yeah. But my point is, the scariest movie of all time doesn't exist. I have called many movies the scariest movie I've ever seen over the years. Yeah, it used now, to be Candyman for you. Exactly. It yeah. was Candyman for a while. It was Fright Night, then it was Saw. Then it right. just, And it's going to be different for everybody. Like, somebody might see arachnophobia and not have a problem well, with it. All, all agree that R10 collectively is Todd's sex tape. That checks out. <laughs> Guys, it's very graphic. Oh. It definitely got an X rating. Oh. And so the reason that Ghostbusters, num first of all, the reason that Ghostbusters is number one is because I feel like people so many times say I don't like horror and they don't realize that there are movies that they do like that have horror elements like in them, yeah, like yeah. Ghostbusters. So I think that invites more people into the genre. And I also think if I say Martyrs is a 10, if I say Inside is a 10, or if I say House 2 is a 1 and you've never heard of those movies, it doesn't mean anything to you. But everybody knows Ghostbusters and Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a reputation where people who are not familiar with the horror genre know it and know that it is fucked up and are scared by it. So I knew that and had never seen it. Exactly. And was not even really into the no, horror I genre. Love this right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why it's our scary scale. And I'm not expecting it to be a 10 for I, any of us. And we're not going to change it because it's an example. And it's really just yeah. meant to illustrate the the yeah. range of scary. It's a metaphor. Let's do the scary yeah, scale. Yeah, let's oh, do yeah, the scary scale. Do it. And guys, yeah, done it. I'm on my fourth notebook. Holy wow. shit. I know. I can't believe episodes. it. <laughs> <laughs> Our scary scale is a rank we used to say how scared we were by the movie. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's a ranking of how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. And our 10 example is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So <laughs> Todd. on example. Exactly. Right. Our, our 10 example. So Todd, what are you giving the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the scary scale? I'll give it a six. You're going to have a six. It nice. was eerie the whole time. There were a few jump scares that got me. 
But I don't think overall it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Like, I think Hereditary is much more scary for mm. me. Like, that would be my example of a 10. But, I mean, I think you'll probably rate it much higher, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, But I, it just doesn't hit me as super, super scary. But it is scary. And it's very eerie, like, the whole time. Yeah. And Franklin didn't put that fucking knife down until someone <laughs> had to take it away from him. And then they hid it from him. And Todd is very concerned with safety. I hated that. <laughs> Mikey? I think I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think that's fair. All well, right. because that was mine. But yeah, <laughs> it is really scary. The reason I'm going to say six is different than your reason. Because <laughs> we've already done your reason. Because you don't hate the Beatles. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah. I think this movie does a surreal horror quality better than most. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's very creepy. It stays with you. And some scenes really stay with you. And it just it's just horrifying. So, Jen, what are you going to give it? Well, I can't give it a six because I that don't want to christen our new yeah. no- notebook with 666. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this an eight. That doesn't which, surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what tends to get me in horror movies because it's very unsettling. The atmosphere, it just feels uncomfortable the whole way through. There are specific things that happen in this movie with some women that are really uncomfortable for me. I don't enjoy watching this movie. I didn't. Either. I love yeah. to talk about it, but it may, it's not so much that it scares me. It's that it makes me so uncomfortable all the way through. And there are things that have stuck with me, like that bucket scene. I think about that often. And that, most horror movie things don't really stick with me for very long. But I love talking about this movie. And if you've read the book Men, Women, and Chainsaws, she goes into <laughs> a lot of detail yeah. about this. And this is really the first time we see a fully, like, fleshed out final girl and so that's one of the things i love about it and she's a great final girl like she's very proactive she survives yeah. she bones through two windows like it ain't shit i know man yeah, she's a badass man it yeah all while not wearing a bra man that's gotta hurt you don't have to wear them ladies <laughs> so yeah an eight so we got a six a six and an eight yes so this week, the listeners made me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, guys, for next week is our Thanksgiving episode. We are going back to colonial times, and we are going to watch what? The Witch. Oh, oh, I've heard you talk about this. Yes. I'm, yeah, I've never seen it. Mike, have you, have seen, you seen, it? seen it? I've seen it. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right, guys, so watch The Witch yes. for next week. But for now, we're going to read... Our 200th review. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yay. We promised that we Thank would do you. a reading of the 200th review. So we're going to read it right now. It's This one is from C-G-E-E or C-G-313. Fucking shit. Do we have an accent? We do. So oh. the, mic, the oh accent is Mikey <laughs> voice request, dinosaur voice with a Matthew McConaughey Texan accent, which Woo. is perfect for this movie. You asked for this, Mikey. Yeah, this is on you. You did dinosaur. That's not a real accent. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've heard our episodes. I beg to differ. The, okay, so the, the right. title of this is Favorite Podcast. There you go. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. As a huge fan of the horror genre <laughs> and forcing my obsession with my reluctant friends. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this podcast. I love this podcast. It's taking, it's like uh, talking to your uh, intelligent and kind hearted friends while laughing nonstop. Whether or not you like hard, this next podcast. For this is well, the next podcast for you, man. Dinosaurs can't read for shit. I know, man. Whether or not you like horror. Whether or not you like horror. This is the next podcast for you to try. This is the next podcast for you to try. Jen. That's me. Keep riding your bro. Oh, thanks. Keep reading, guys. I love you. Mikey. Mikey. Never lose your optimism. Oh. You want to find someone, Mikey? <laughs> 
Todd, hang in there. Oh. <laughs> I'll do my best. That's oh. it. Yeah. That's it. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that awesome Thank review. Thank you so much, CG, for that lovely, lovely review and being our 200th review, yeah. guys. And we had a lot of reviews come in after we that. Did. And we'll probably do those as well. Yeah. Um, and let me just say this, I, CG, I recognize that name from our Facebook group. Oh, yeah? And she went as uh, Pennywise for Halloween, because in the Facebook group, we did like a what's your costume thread, uh-huh. and everyone was posting pictures, and she was f- a female uh, Pennywise. Oh, cool. It was awesome. It was a great costume. Hey, and guys, if you're not in our Facebook group, make sure to check it out, because we, we do fun stuff like that every day. We've got questions of the day and threads like yeah. that. And honestly, if you can't support us on Patreon and still want like exclusive free content, that's the best place to go get it. We are a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network, which means if you're listening to us in their feed, you're getting it on Wednesdays. If you're listening to it in our feed, you're getting it two days earlier on Mondays. But in their feed, you're going to get their awesome podcast, Death, Dying, and Other Things, and The Lovely Final Girl. So if you want to follow us, we are at Horror Virgin or at HorrorVirgin.com online. All of us individually are M Randolph 24 at pretty much everywhere, right, Mikey? Yes. And Jen is at... Jen Ferratu and I am at Todd J. Awesome. Yeah. We've already talked about the Facebook group and Patreon. We have. The, the Patreon's patreon.com slash virgin, but you guys know the deal there. And I want to say this is a listener request yes, episode, yeah. and the way that you get to request and vote on these episodes is being a part of our Patreon group. Absolutely. Yeah, all levels get to request and vote. Absolutely. And we got one coming up in December. Yeah. So get in yeah, there. Yeah, if you want to be in my crazy story, serials, up your Patreon game up, and I'll put you in my story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just Doris. Hey, guys, that's going to be it for us Yes, today. it is. This was, yeah, kind of a very special special episode for us. Yeah, it absolutely was. We've been talking about doing this forever. We have, so it was like a milestone kind of episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for sticking with us for this far, and if you're a new listener, welcome to the family. We're yeah. so happy you joined us. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> have an amazing week. Bye! Leather face nerds. I feel like barbecue, but I want to get a sausage and hang it on my mouth like a cigar, like a Franklin. Ah, did. see, ah. <laughs> my name is Franklin. See, I got my knife in my hand and my sausage in my mouth. That sausage was a dick, Jen. <gasps>